Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on my favorite player as a kid, a 43-year-old from Edmonton, Alberta. He was number 23 for the Elmira Sugar Things, uh, Cherry and Sutherland Cup champion, first team All-CCHA with Ferris State, also a second team All-American, a finalist for the Hobie Baker in 0102, and... Um, I think he was known as like the wizard in Dusseldorf, something like that. And he is a former puck and ball champion and played over 500 games in the DL. Welcome to the podcast, Rob Collins. That's a heck of an intro, Wally. He almost got it all right. Really? Did we not win puck and ball? Oh, I'm sure we did, but I'm not from Edmonton. I know that, man. That's what Elite Prospects told me. I know you're from Waterloo. You know, yeah, I know. Did it? Ha- I think Elite Prospects might even had my birthday incorrect because I remember some. Uh, I, I suppose we call them super fans, but passionate fans would always give me a birthday gift on the wrong day of the year every single year when I was over there, and I always wondered why. And someone told me that my birthday was posted as the wrong day as it actually is. So, and you yeah. actually weren't born in Edmonton. Far from it. Far from it. Peterborough, uh, Ontario. I- Really? I thought maybe you had uh, been bored and then the family moved to Waterloo, but I knew you as being from Waterloo and I was going to say that, but you know, I yeah. followed the, the information provided to me. <laughs> that just goes to show you everything online isn't true. Very, very, very <laughs> w- well-spoken. Um, okay. So I get into how we know each other. Um, and as I mentioned, when I, when I was a super fan of the Elmira Sugar Kings, um, you and Dietz, Brandon Dietrich were, uh, just running amok of the Midwest loop, eh? Yeah, we were fortunate to fall on a, on a pretty good team. So we had we had some team success and some individual success, yeah. Yeah, you guys were really good, and it was so exciting as a kid. I I think I was in, like, Bantam when you guys were doing all that, and I was, like, playing AAA in Guelph. But on the weekends, man, when you guys went on the playoff run, there was nothing better than, like, Friday or Sunday afternoon in Elmira eh, in that playoff run. That old rink, when they used to ram it to the gills there, it it, uh, it was a pretty fun atmosphere, no doubt. Oh, no yeah. Doubt. I remember some of those games. Um, like, I think uh, there was a game, that, like, playing Stratford Colleton's A in the finals or whatever, when you guys would be in, like, triple overtime. And, like, it was great hockey, eh? I mean, that's how we remember it, and that's how we tell the stories, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it probably all, wasn't all that great now that we look back at it, but it certainly, it was our NHL at the time. That's for sure. That's for sure. You guys did win it all, eh? You did, my, what's wrong? You might cutting out on you. You're cutting out on me, fella. You're back. 
Wow, that's uh, crazy. It's saying my internet is unstable and I'm hardwired in here. So that doesn't make any sense. Um, anyways. Part of the course with the Walton, no? Jeez, I tell you, start a podcast <laughs> and I got unstable internet. Um, good stuff. Um, but yeah, so you guys won it all. You won the Sutherland Cup, eh? Yeah, our first year in Elmira, a group of misfits there. We had just a motley crew that year that... <laughs> Kind of none of none of them were good enough for any other team, and we all kind of fell into Elmira and shoved it up everyone's ass. So that one felt good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you grew up in. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. Um, okay, other part of how I know you then, other than being your super fan and watching you guys win it um, as a young buck, that was pretty cool. Because then I got to do that myself a few years later. Um, yeah, and- you did it with even more style, from what I've been told. Um, I don't know the, for the first year or it was my second year. We won it all. And I was like a, you know, a role player, second liner, you know, and, uh, then my last year I had a bigger year, but we lost in game seven. Oh, were you there three years in Elmira? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were only there too. No, I started, uh, I think like younger, like first year midget, but, uh, anyways, we did win it yeah, and it was fun. So me. seriously, this is absurd. You need to um, hardwire it into your brain. <laughs> I, can, I, I can hear you fine. Really? This Pay is... your bills. <laughs> Where's home now, Wally? We're, and we're back, folks. What did you just ask me? on? We're a recorder now. But yeah, my internet is having issues, folks. I'm hardwired in. I don't know what's going on. What were you going to ask? Where do I live? Concarded. Yeah, where's home now? Concarden, Ontario. So we have uh, my grandma's cottage is two minutes down the road. That's how I ended up moving here is I realized how nice it was. And uh, we've been there all week. So I just got home um, back to the real world in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a great spot here, man. Where And uh, so we got to keep going with how we know each other before we get into where and what are you doing now um, is uh, when I was playing for Elmira then the year before I go to Western Michigan, we go to Ferris State and watch you play um, for the Bulldogs. Mighty Bulldogs. Yeah, you and Kunitz were running a muck around there that time. I remember you yeah, guys. that was a fun year. And you are cutting out again, my friend. Are you kidding me? Bear down. Bear I'm going, down. I'm... Let's start a GoFundMe account for <laughs> Wally so he can have no internet issues. We'll take care of that, Bill. I want everyone to chip in a buck a month. A buck a month gets them unlimited high speed and we have no issues. Go <laughs> so, fund me. How am I doing now? Two I switched and hockey tails at Wally.com. <laughs> Hashtag help save the whales. Uh, you're good there now, Wally. Really? I went to Wi-Fi and st- I don't know, man. This doesn't make any sense. Okay. So we saw you play. You guys played really good. Way to go. Rob, um, <laughs> thank you, speared somebody. Kunitz no. ran the guy for you. No. I think you were kicked out. He was kicked out, but you guys what? played well. Really? I don't Did know. I don't know. I I, I, play? I think that's you st- you started um, a kerfuffle. That doesn't sound like me. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. Uh, I I remember I was your uh, <laughs> I was your super fan. I know how dirty you were behind the play. I was watching it all. <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe, but I will speak for Chris Kunitz and say he wasn't afraid to get in there he didn't shy away from that stuff no you guys you, you guys fun to play with. 
Yeah, you guys were really fun to watch. I remember Van Nyanat and I, he's the goalie that I've had on here um, as well. Uh, we watched you guys play and we, it got us all juiced up because we both had our scholarships and knew we were going to play. And then we were watching you guys and it was, it was like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to be playing this stuff next year. It was, there you it was go fun, again. you know? Yeah, no. And I missed you by a year. Did we play each other? We, I don't think we played against each other. My, no, my freshman year you. was when Kunitz was like up for the Hobie. And your I think, internet is killing me, Wally. Are you kidding me? I, I can hear, my, I can hear myself fine. Frozen. Um, are you, this All is, I see is a red light blink. you're, I think you're making shit up just to piss me off. I, I promise you I'm not. I, I want to um, be a part of the conversation. It does say your internet is unstable. I'm going to have a meltdown. Um, Okay. Then the other way I know you was I remember where I was because I was your super fan. When you played your first game in the NHL, I was in Ken Dunn's basement. You played against the Leafs. That goal was goal and two. Oh, shit. Really? That was goal yeah. two assists or something. Goal and assist. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a fun night. The mm -hmm. funny thing about that was that night we were in Toronto and it's impossible to get tickets for anyone because for the amount of tickets that you have as a travel team, a call up guy like me wasn't getting any part of any of those, no matter how much family or friends I had, sorry. And they all ended up getting tickets for themselves. And before the game, Eric Goddard says, well, don't you think it'd be good for just both of us to get our first goal tonight? And I'm sure you know who Eric Goddard is. Yeah. fantastic 10 of a human being not a ton of finish i think it's fair to say <laughs> and uh ended up getting an assist on his first first goal which went off his skate which is even more better if you can say that if that's proper english i don't, and think, then, I don't yeah. think more better is a term but go yeah, ahead <laughs> yeah. and uh fair state eh? fair state <laughs> and i uh, end up getting my first one too so yeah worked out pretty good yeah, I'm okay. sure you remember that night. Um, um, another, actually, this is a curious question. While we're on the topic, you played eight games at the NHL that year, and then that, then after that, you went to Germany. Is the rumor true? You turned down a call up to the NHL. Turned down a call up? Wasn't it at the end of the season they were going to bring you up for the last couple of games, and you're like, "No, that's not true. That's not true." That's... Rumor, uh, rumor had it you were like, I signed in Germany. Um, you don't play me when you call you, me up. You're anyway. cutting out on me here, Wally. Oh uh, yeah, because you don't want to talk about it. Okay, fine. Um, no, no. I think the story you're thinking of is so at that my last year in North America, I was up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. With with Bridgeport only being an hour and change down the road from Long Island, and. Stacy, who, you know, my wife was pregnant with our first and I mean, you have children, so you know how at times during the pregnancy, they need you around. Mm -hmm. And if you're not around, there's a hurricane to deal with. And so I was up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And I had asked the coach, you know, well, you know, Bradshaw was the coach at the time, you know, what, what would it take to get like an honest stint here? And and he was honest with me and what have you. And I moved from there. And I remember Dan, Dan Balsman was the assistant coach at the time. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, you know, this is part of the game and all that. And I was like, yeah, I understand. I understand. And, and it was me and Bruno Gervais was a young D man there. 
standing there and we used to call Dan Disco. And I said, Disco. And it was late in the season. So I'm going to say there was maybe five games left in the season, four games left in the season. But it wasn't unlike them to call a guy up, send him down, call him up, send him down for those last four games. And and all I said, I mean, all I said was like, Disco, like if, if you guys need help again this year for the season, because there, there was consistent talks with the movement of up and down and why and what have you. So it was very professional that way. But I said, you know, if you need another guy, I just want to be totally honest with you. My, my knee's killing me. And Bruno Gervais, like his chin hit the ground. Like, you know, he basically told him like, please don't call me up the rest of the season. But there wasn't much time left in the season. And I wanted to be there for Stacy with the pregnancy. That, so that, it's not like I was. I got I you. Know, it, it was, it probably came out a heck of a lot. Well, with Bruno's reaction, I know it came out a lot worse than I intended. I just wanted to be there for Stacy and yeah. for the sake of four games, you know, maybe, maybe a younger kid gets his first game as a result of it. And that's, that's awesome. So. And I think uh, you'd already signed to go to Germany, right. For the next season. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, back when you used to fax, fax that, sign that contract and fax it off in the head coach's office in the American league, my head coach that year, who I had a great relationship with. And he's like, I was like, uh, Dave Pasigio was his name, but I said, bags, you know, it's all right if I use the fax machine real quick. He's like, yeah, absolutely. He goes, what do you fix faxing off? And as a joke, but not really, I said, oh, my contract for next year. And he looked at me, he goes, I'm not looking. Like, <laughs> so, but, but, uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, okay. A couple other things then. Um, I just had to ask that because I remember that story is, Another reason I know you is because you were uh, part of the crew that brought Vespas to my hometown of Elmira, Ontario. I'm not getting any of this, Wally. You didn't hear me at all there. I didn't hear any part. I believe it. And folks, this is really frustrating. I'm trying not to throw the computer. <laughs> um, moving on, though, is um, you brought Vespas to my hometown of Elmira, Ontario. I can't take credit for bringing it, but I sure did support it and buy one. And by the way, I didn't buy a Vespa. I own a Yamaha Vino, different oh. brand. Jamie Wright brought the Vespa, but the scooter fad was started and I hopped on board. That's for sure. Yeah. So you guys went overseas and then came back and bought scooters like you'd see in Europe. Yeah. You guys did look pretty cool showing up to the, the gym there in Elmira for, to pump some iron. fucking internet sucks a bag of dicks. I got a bag of dicks in my trunk for you to suck because your internet. There you are. Oh, did you get all that? Did you hear that? <laughs> sure. Well, folks, my internet, I guess, is not that good. And now I've been forced out of the shed into onto the back deck and now the neighbors can hear what we're talking about and i just i feel uncomfortable but moving on rob and you froze again stop it i'm and not again. frozen no i'm not frozen okay it's not me man it's you you. At, other than the vest you're frozen ice you... frozen right now 
Nobody's getting frustrated around here, folks. We're going to do this. We're going to keep playing until we win the game. <laughs> Plugging away. Plugging away. Plugging away. One shift at a time, folks. <laughs> uh, the other way we know each other is we used to play some darts together um, in your garage in Elmira, Ontario, after a, a hard workout. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you're a skilled dartsman. I'd say that. We still do darts over here every garbage night. Anyone who's got some game is more than welcome to come on over. On garbage night, eh? Thursday nights in South Elmira. Oh, you, so you are still in Elmira, okay? Um, yeah. You know, you know what I have in my shed, which I apparently can't podcast in tonight, um, is I have a golf dart board where it's nine holes. And, um, it's beautiful. Yeah, the bullseye is a like the hole. It's like five times the size. Um, so once you get on the green, you got to hit the middle, and then that's the hole. Um, it's lovely. I got a scoreboard, the whole thing. I'd love to have you over for a match someday when you come to Kincardine. Well, I was saying the way you're talking about Kincardine, it sounds like a no-brainer. It, it's a nice spot. They have nice beaches here, but we don't want that many people to move here. We like the small town, you know, small town feel. <laughs> um, new city folk. New city folk. You big city folk from Elmira. Uh, this, oh, yeah. Well, Elmira is a city now, eh? Getting there. It's growing. I'm, su like I'm surprised you still like your neighbors. It seems like, you know <laughs> it's like a I'm city spoiled. around there now. I'm spoiled. My neighbors are phenomenal. That's great. Um, the other reason why we know each other is uh, puck and ball, um, which actually mm -hmm. is part of how I ended up in Deutschland, was I played on a puck and There you I'm, go. I, I there played at a puck. Stop telling me I'm frozen. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to put surprise faces on when you're frozen? What do you, what, what's the play? I don't I'll know, man. I'll, I'll, I'll grab my left earlobe when just, you're frozen. Just keep playing, man. Just keep playing the game. I'm moving on my end. Um, I'm a puck possession guy. I'm a puck possession guy. <laughs> yeah, don't give it away. I understand that, but I'm just grinding it out right now, man. I'm, I, I don't have it tonight, you know? You I'm just... <laughs> I'm just getting the red Short lines. Set. Yeah. Short oh, God. Okay. Just don't turn it over at the blue line. Um, <laughs> but puck and ball, uh, we played on probably the best uh, puck and ball, which is three games of slow pitch and three games of hockey, right? And our hockey team was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird the way a group of like good friends can all be that kind of good at hockey. It wasn't, it really wasn't fair. The hockey part. I don't know if you remember teams just they taking the naked. forfeit and skating out and just their jock strap and stuff. Yeah, but, remember um, but yeah, by the way, this is a hazy I'm sunset. I'm like, you're not hazy. frozen. Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I was just opening a hazy sunset here in Garden with beautiful sunset from the Bayfield Brewing Company, my sponsor. Um, but anyways, yeah. Puck and those ball sound was... delicious. What do oh. those taste like? I've never had one. Well, over here in South Elmira at 74 Woodbury Crescent, Norman three, Bob zero, Charlie five, who's never had one of those. I don't know. I don't know what they're like. <laughs> well, you should uh, you, I, you can order online here in Canada. You can order Bayfield Brewing online and um, we're going to work out a code here. Maybe we'll get you a discount. Eh? Maybe well, like a Wally a wall 10, 15 or something. We're not sure yet. You know, we're we're going to discuss. But right now I'm drinking it <laughs> <laughs> and it's lovely. <laughs> and you're plugging it. Perfect. Yeah. And um, so puck and ball. Yeah, Pocket. no, our team was so good. I remember we'd play games where we could only score on our backhand um, once we'd get <laughs> up a few and um, we would pretend like that we weren't doing it. So the other team wouldn't feel bad. And then, yeah, the one game, the guys came out naked, right? Yeah, just I think just the jock strap. 
did a one hard lap and skated off and they said you can have the win yeah i wish yep. they had told us earlier then we wouldn't have to put our gear on well, it was all for our team it really all came down to the baseball um right it's three games of hockey three games of baseball slow pitch and uh that's really what made or break our tournament eh yeah, but the baseball part's the part we all look forward to. We didn't even look forward to the hockey part. We hey, look forward to the baseball part. Who wants to skate in the summer? <laughs> yeah, you're going to sweat doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baseball's fun because we never get to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I get to hit what with what in my hand? Yeah, and, you're, yeah. and we go to Ger Germany August 1st, and you want me to skate when? <laughs> yeah, twice a day, you said? <laughs> okay so you want me to do that back in canada i, I highly doubt it <laughs> okay here's probably the biggest part of how we i guess it's not how we know each other but <clears throat> you've mentioned that i know your wife she was my babysitter as a young buck missed it really <laughs> okay your <laughs> wife was my babysitter <laughs> yeah yeah oh god it says it's unstable again you can't even hear me can you no i can right now yeah my wife used to babysit you yeah. yeah, no. She'd uh, pulled me on it. Like... She'd, she'd pulled me on a toboggan around the Elmira Golf Course and and give me some <laughs> hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, she's a giver. She's a giver. Yeah, no. She used to. Garrett ranks my neighbor now too, and uh, she used to babysit him as well. Is that right, eh? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of athletes out of Elmira. Garrett's doing pretty well for himself with the golf and refing and all that now, eh? Yeah, the I think the officiating uh, does all right for him. Yeah, the officiating is the, the reason he's not allowed play, on the, the pod. The golf's just playtime for him. I know. But I think he's talking about maybe taking a run at the senior tour when he's done, gets his full pension with the officiating and all that, and maybe take a run at joining the senior tour. How's your golf game? Because that's another reason how we know each other is we used to golf <laughs> in Elmira together. Yeah. We got dogs barking. We got unstable internet. Yeah, this done? is probably the best pod yet. Tough guy? What? No. Um, I'm going to pretend again, like you're not frozen golf. How's my golf game? Um, inconsistent. I would say anywhere between, well, I, I tied my personal best at Elmira this year, which is um, 66. Oh, wow. That, that is good. And, um, but I've also been higher than that. Well, I, don't know, I would say solid for the amount I play. I can't complain. I got a sprained ankle right now. How are you I'm getting injured at this point in your life? What are you doing? Well, that's a story I don't want to share for the internet. Mm. That, that's, that's a non-record story. <laughs> um, I used to be, I used to get paid to be coordinated and it's a good thing. I don't now because I'm not coordinated. Um, I can get injured doing anything now. Anything. It's crazy. Oh, but what was I saying? Golf? What was I, I saying? That, yeah, that you shot a 66. Pump your own tires. Way to go. No, no, there was I didn't ask anything about that. that. <laughs> there was something after that. Yeah, we should play for money. Uh, my personal best um, was when I was 13 years old. So uh, I don't think I'm in the running, which was 74 in Elmira. So, um, you shot 74 as a 13-year-old? From the Red Tees in a tournament. Yep. Club championship. Mm -hmm. I don't care. That's still low for 13. Well, I know. That's when I took it competitively. And then um, I guess these, what are these things you sip on while you play when you get older? Um, they really made me lose focus on the competitive edge of golfing. And I just enjoyed the sport from then on. Yeah, they took the, the edge. You didn't enjoy the sport. You enjoy the four hours away from home. Let's be honest. Hanging out with my buddies in nature. 
and well we manicured grass. Up, looking up at the blue sky, smelling the fresh dew on the grass, free club cleaning early in the morning, not feeling guilty about having a pint at 7.55 a.m. because it's still delicious then on a warm, sunny day, right? Well, if they're cold, they're and, cold. Uh, you're not frozen, so I'm sure you're bowing your head and playing <laughs> with me and all that. I, my yeah. dog just fell for no reason. Um I can't, I can't wait for the YouTube version of this because you were just frozen saying all that. This is going to be great. <laughs> so, we have to do a rerun. God, no. We'll, we'll do a round two, but we're putting this out there for the folks, whether it happens or not. Gosh, it doesn't matter. It's all about uh, just giving it your best effort. So, where... You're saying the flow might not be consistent during this yeah. with the questions and answers? I'm not sure where we're at anymore, but we're having, I'm having a lot of laughs, so we're fine. <laughs> okay, where and what are you doing now? Now, I am in Elmira. We built a home in Elmira when, I, when we moved back from Germany. And I am doing some small group and skill sessions, private skill sessions on the side. And uh, I'm a manny as well. I'm kind of a half retired guy living off my wife and not playing golf as much as I'd like to get my heart broken by my teenage daughters because they're growing up way too fast. And I have no importance in their life other than for a ride or money. And, uh, there's other boys that are more important than me in their life. So, but my daughter got me a hat that says DLM that draws all kinds of questions. I should have brought it out here and I get asked every time I wear it. And it stands for dad's lives matter because it's never shown. We don't want <laughs> socks. We don't want socks at Christmas. We don't, but we smile because whatever we know dad's lives don't really matter. Right. Let's call it spade a spade. And uh, so there's a new movement happening. It's DLM. It's dad's lives matter. And the cool thing about it is it wasn't started by a male. It was started by a daughter. So uh, we don't have to catch any flack in supporting it because we're supporting a young girl and her beliefs towards her father. So that's fantastic stuff. Uh, that is fantastic stuff. And that actually is kind of how I, I'm unstable again. That's how I found the pod um, is, uh, you know, dad's lives matter too. And I was not myself. I didn't get to act like myself. I didn't get to be Wally very often. I was, you know, just being a dad and, uh, you know, so there's a lot of times I cook food and I totally forget to cook food for myself, right? <laughs> well, that's on you. <laughs> you don't look like you're skipping too many meals, Wally. Really? Everybody else tells me that I, they thought I'd be fatter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Most people say they thought I'd be fatter after hockey. <laughs> what, have you lost weight since you stopped playing? Um, I'm about right. My honey hole there. Um, I did gain, um, excessive weight. Um, I, yeah, right after even like the season I got injured my last year, I, geez, I was tipping the scales over two hundo. Um, wasn't, I, a, I, wasn't a healthy 200 either. Um, I, I, I slipped into that pit of quicksand as well too. I, I set a personal best for weight and there was no good weight at all. Um, and the first two digits were two, one, and, uh, that was depressing. Yeah. That sometimes you just got to take a hard look in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm starting a podcast in the shed and drinking beers and I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> well, that's how you go about doing it. And you should actually 
write a book about losing weight because that is rule um, number one and appa two. apparently if you're happier eat calories and you consume calories and don't move well, if, if I stand during the podcast, which I usually am in my shed right now, I'm sitting, um, I stand the whole time and I'm burning calories, right? Do you really stand? I usually do. Yeah. I, want to do that I try, I, I try and make people uncomfortable by swaying back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm found the right <laughs> chair. Why are you still standing? <laughs> um, I like it. it. Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. It's like, I'm standing there. It's like, I'm standing there having a beer with the guy, right? Yeah. You see a guy sitting, you're like, no, I'm taller than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay you didn't, get a, you didn't get a lot of chance to say that hey but by truthful. the way though so you're you are a manny and um you're running the kids all over the place and taking them on their dates so uh what, what's curfew around there as a dad um you, are you pretty strict there um hang on my dog's knocking on the door to go in i'll be right back oh dear so yeah. now Oh, well, I'm in. I'm in. You can hear me, and I'm back. Oh, geez, that was quick. I'm on the back patio. So, um, curfew. So, I uh, I don't really like, have. My, like my I, I got to say oldest. though, my daughter is walking around in like bathing suits and whatnot, and uh, she's she's yeah. a little prettier oh, than I was hoping for. So, um, I'm just a little yeah. worried you, about that age. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't see or anything right now. So I'm going to pretend like I'm gearing up for a real good question. There you go. Um, how old is your daughter now? Your oldest? Oh, so she's just six. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mine's 15. No, I know that's, I'm not looking forward to that at all. So, I mean, I don't know what happened over the course of time, but I don't remember 15 year olds looking like that when I was in high school, they, they all look like women now and whatever it's, it's consistent. And, um, I don't know. What was your question again? What time you make them be home by? Oh, curfew. Yeah. So I, me and Stacey are very, very fortunate with the maturity level of our oldest daughter. So I kind of put it on her. I tell her, and this is a trick you might want to use. I tell her, no curfew. We trust you, you know, choose right. And um, yeah, don't abuse it. Wow. And so, she gets to say, but it's it's a little bit of a mind fuck in there. She gets to go out to all her friends and say, I don't, I don't know, know. Here, but I'm not going to fuck this up. Yeah, I better be and home. I'm going to be home at a reasonable hour, right? Mm -hmm. So she almost gives herself her own curfew and is always keeping us up to date. Like, oh, it's everything's okay. I'm just, I, you know, I might be home at 11 tonight or 1130. Is that okay? And it's, it's like, yeah, just don't go through the forest on the way home and yeah, all is good. So she's very good. So as far as curfew goes, I don't have one for my oldest. I mean, on a school night or something like that. Let's, yeah. let's be reasonable. I don't know, 10 maybe. I don't know. But okay, but all this you got on your plate here. Um, when we were planning on what time to do this um, is uh, you said you had to meet with players today. Are you not the Sugar King head coach? Are you, are you not coaching the Sugar Kings? I am coaching the Sugar Kings, yeah. Wow, really comes full circle, eh? I was just going to say full circle. And Corey Prang's helping me. Who Is I that right? With. Southern yeah. Cup champion, right? Yeah. Uh, Joe Amelinger was a goalie for the Sugar Kings. Yamelinger? Amelinger with an A. Solid name, He would have played with Trent Brown 
And okay, and that's so young, young, well, younger, younger than you. Yeah, so they're they're bringing a a, a, um, a younger vision of to the to the coaching squad, then, eh? It, it's all alumni. It's pretty much just all alumni. Joe was there, so when I started on, they talked me into doing it, and Trent Brown was the head coach, and I think I mean he might have played four years for the Sugar Kings, something like that, and did five or six years of coaching with the sugar Kings. So he had like green blood flowing through his veins. He's now at Laurier and assistant coach will for Laurier men's program. Um, but he brought Joe on and then I got talked into joining as an assistant. And Wally, I'll tell you, man, I had zero aspirations to be a, a coach zero. I did not like, I was, I didn't want to do it. I was not excited to do it. I was just trying to help out Skippy and Trent. Did it, was Jeff Snyder there when you were there? He was the one that gave me my first tryout as a 13 year old, okay. but uh, okay. then he was with the Kitchener Rangers when I would have got there. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Joe was there. I, so when they asked me to take over for Trent, Joe was there. So I kind of inherited Joe, but Joe's awesome. Scott McMillan's involved. He's the director of hockey ops there now. Because Jeff's just stepped down, and Jeff then brought, no Jeff Snyder. Oh, okay. Jeff Seddon's been gone for years and years and years and years, and then brought in uh, Corey Prang. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. it is all uh, Sugar Kings, and I know all of them. That's interesting. Um, yeah. That's good. You're there helping out because um, coaching does matter, right? Like oh, big time. The coaching you get, um, the details that coaches can give you that if you really are ready when you get to pro, um, it sure can help because if you haven't had the, like the coaching to like really learn how to play defensive hockey and how all that works and stick positioning, then you can look pretty bad pretty quick. Am I frozen? And now you're just nodding your head. Oh my gosh. He's just heard, sitting there. I heard defensive hockey. I heard defensive hockey. Never mind. Moving on. I was just saying coaching matters and I'm glad it that does. you're coaching. You're so right. You're so right. And you know what? It doesn't always translate player to coach either. Like just because you played a long time or anything like that, that does not mean you're going to be a good coach. Um, and vice versa. You don't have to play to be a great coach. And a fantastic example of that is Scott McMillan. The highest level hockey played was junior C and he could coach at any level I've ever been exposed to without a doubt. So um, it goes both ways. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. I knew he did some coaching. I didn't, uh, I didn't know. So, um, okay. Here's a question for you. There's a random one. How different is your house now to 502 Clark street? <laughs> oh Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot cleaner. It's a lot cleaner. Maybe a touch bigger. You know, lots newer. Um, I can't say it's in a nicer neighborhood because we had a great neighborhood. Does it say where that question comes from? Um, I, I, it. I've had a couple fair state people on, and I look forward to having a couple more on. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, much, much different. Well, I have, there's female tenants at this one versus there was no female tenants at 502 Clark Street. <laughs> so 502 Clark Street, can you give the listeners a background of what that is? 
yeah that was that was the house me and my roommates lived uh lived in at ferris state for our our three year our last three years there we're uh we had to live on campus as freshmen so we lived in the dorms uh which is brilliant because you get to meet so many people outside of just hockey um and that's awesome and then your sophomore year you're allowed to move off campus and everyone does because you can put a little money in your pocket because it's a little cheaper than the dorms and (laughs) so you get that check or whatever i don't know if you did that at western but they made they made a state for cash in your meal plan to get some cash and all of a sudden you're eating ramen noodles and KD every night because you pissed away all your food, food money on booze or what have you. But um, yeah, no, 502 Clark street. That was the house we lived at for three years. We believe it's haunted. I don't know if the other fair state guys was the other fair state guys a tenant there. Uh, they did live there. Yes. Um, I believe really? they t- took over the house after you. Who was it? Uh, this would have been uh, Nesbitt. He hasn't been on the show yet, but I also had Eric Jeff Legui on. You had Legui on too? Oh, yeah, buddy. I've been busy. I'm going to have to start looking at all these, Wally. Do you know Legui? I didn't. Now we're like brothers. <laughs> he is a lot of fun, man. He Dead. seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jeff Legui. So he would have been a freshman when I was a senior? I think so, yeah. And... So you're his Dave Kuzno. Dave Kuzno was my, yeah, same for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's how I ended up on Puck and Ball, right? Was Kuz uh, was a nice guy and lived in Waterloo and let me uh, come hang out with his older, cooler buddies. (laughs) Because I was going to go to Western Michigan with him. Yeah, I was with Kuz last weekend, actually. We do a couple's weekend every year and. He always yeah. writes to me about who's coming on and he might give me a couple tidbits. And then every time I mention him coming on, he doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think we got off topic there, but um, how did you end up in Ferris? Uh, like I mean, why I've... Ferris? Um, Ferris, well, one, it was, it was a full scholarship. Uh, there was a couple other bigger schools that weren't offering full scholarships. It was kind of like three or four years. And uh, I, I didn't have any money, so sorry. As cool as it'd be to go to one of those schools, um, I couldn't afford it. And the other thing was, so all the stigma, I mean, the stigma was you come in as freshman and you're nothing and you won't start playing till later and later. So my freshman year, there was 12 or 13 seniors. So they were going to be gone after one year. So I thought I'd have three years of a real opportunity to, to really play, to eat up some minutes and maybe get some opportunity. And, and Ferris was in that conference, right? The yeah. CCHA, it's basically now the Big Ten. But So you got to play against all those big schools and all that, which was a blast. You did it. So, you know, it's you go into Yost when it's, when it's barking, like it's, it's a blast. So um, Did you lead uh, – that year you were up for the Hobie there. Did you lead the the league in scoring? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was your super fan, man. That is that true? That's not true, right? You keep saying that. But that's no, actually, true. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, fun fact, I wore number 23 and number 10 basically the whole time. I started on the Sure Kings as 23 because of you. Yeah. Then I, I went to that. then I went to 10 to um for Dietz um and Pavel Bure. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, no, my 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 uh, email still is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I guess uh, after Brandon Dietrich there, there's a ten in there. Yep, hotmail.com baby. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Brent Walton ten at hotmail.com is named after Brandon stuff. Dietrich. And how old were you when you're watching? You're what five years younger than us? Yeah, I was in Banna, man. I'd watch the game and then I'd go to practice and like try and skate. God, you froze at the right time. You got such a good smile on on your frozen frame right there. It is. There you are. <laughs> oh, I'm still smiling. Um, yeah, no, I was a super fan in Bantam watching you guys win that championship when I was like just coming up. And yeah, really? yeah. that was a different year. Like I've been a part of some teams uh, coaching and playing in that year. For whatever reason, there was like a cult following. Like we had buses, plural, following us to away rinks and stuff. Like we were yeah. a traveling circus. I don't think Elmira had ever won it before. I think that was the very first time. It was. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. Yeah, man. It, I, and then when we won it, it was really fun too. It's it, it's a good town when you get winning around there. So hopefully you can do that, eh, as the coach? Well, first year we, we won the regular season and COVID shut us down. Now, now my dog's outside. What's going on today? So, are you going to be going this year? Going like playing hockey for the Sugar Kings coaching? Well, I won't be playing. I'll be coaching again. Yeah, let's hope um, so. You get yeah. injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tear everything. Uh, it looks like everything's going to start kind of at the normal time, so to speak. Um, they have some mandate. They're trying to get it where everyone's got to be fully vaccinated before they can partake and what have you. But I don't, I don't mind that. Excuse me, a little burp, beer burp there. I hope you didn't get that on picture. But oh no, there's so it's it okay. Happens. I burp all the time right into the mic. People love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is good marketing, actually. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like we're gonna go and what have you. So that's good. Okay, yeah. moving on then is. Uh, we really didn't get a deep dive into Lagui or I guess I, I sidetracked you there or uh, 502 Clark street, which was the hockey house, but I just heard it was kind of, wasn't, you know, just well kept, I guess you guys probably didn't take good care of it. It, it. Well, I mean, I lived with a Scandinavian. Oh, lovely. You, you Denmark. Off, yeah. there you go. No, Swedish. Swedish. Nice guy Christian. then, May. Yeah. Right. Great little... dude. Great dude. Christian Schroeder lives out in Denver now. Um, so we actually kept a fairly clean house, to be honest with you. I won't say it was spick and span, but if we were to compare it to another house of five hockey players and another house, I'd be, I'd be, well, I'd put ours in a competition. Wow. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know you were clean. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, um, but with that being said, Jeff Leguie. How, how bit do you know Jeff now? Have you met him in person? No, just via Zoom. Played so, hockey against him about 30 times though. Jeff Legui is one of my one of my favorite young kids that I've ever had, where I was kind of veteran and had him as a youngster. And it's super skilled, first of all, like super duper skilled. But this man at I don't know, five, five nine, five ten, maybe he grew to five eleven, I don't know. I felt like he was shorter than me, 155 pounds. He'd tuck home 25 beer and like skip double Dutch. Like 
And what? <laughs> and like skip double dutch. Uh, someone told me um, when oh, you're I cutting out on me. Tell me nope. you're not cutting out on me. There you go. Um, so he yeah, would skip like skip from Western Michigan. So we got back from Kalamazoo and it wasn't too late to start getting after it. And we had been back at another guy's house that lived right down the street from us. And I bet you we were home for an hour and I looked over at Legui and I bet you there was just a bunch of empty beer cans with holes right there, like someone's shotgun and beers. <laughs> and I, I bet you there's 20 of them. And I said, Legui, I said, who, who are you smashing beers with? And he's like, can't get anyone to do them with me. <laughs> I said, well, who's done them with you though? There's like 20 there. We've been home, we've been home for an hour from getting <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> And he goes, they're all me. No one will do one with me. And he looks so sad, like so disappointed in everyone else. And all I'm thinking is, man, you're, I don't know if we were 19, 20, maybe he's a 20 year old freshman. I don't recall, but I'm like, you're talking home 20 beer shotgunning, 20 beers. Would have been a hell of a dart, a beer dart player at Western Michigan. Now and 55 minutes loved his darts as well. Um, but he could just smash beers and catwalk. Apparently, I never saw it. Catwalk a motorcycle across Canada. Apparently, he was skilled on like a, an, an enduro motorcycle, like a dirt bike. That never and, came up in the pod. What are you playing with with your hands? I feel like you're uh, slapping me. What are you doing with your hand down there? Not that one, the other one. Back off. Don't do it. Got, Don't do I it. Doing? I don't know. You're snapping something. What am I doing? I don't know. You're getting all handsy. What, what am I doing? <laughs> I am here. I can see it drinking. There you are. There you, are. <laughs> um, you know what I heard? Has it. Rumor no. has it, and I, I, I hope he doesn't get mad at me bringing it up, but I can't I can't vouch for it because I wasn't there, but I've heard it from people I trust. Jeff Legui skidded out a motor, <laughs> dumped his motorcycle going around a corner, and like slid on the side of it underneath like a half ton truck and he was stuck under the truck but like on the motorcycle what? can you picture it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's going around a corner like this i'm glad you didn't freeze there because you you showed me i had dumps it, it dumps it and slides sideways like this on his bike under like a big half ton that was lifted a bit and got stuck. He was stuck on his bike underneath a truck like this for like hours. And someone just saw him. He was yelling like help. He was You're stuck gonna, there for hours. I, I, I heard he was stuck there for a long time. So don't quote me on being stuck there for a super long time, but well, if you ever get him back on the show, you got to get confirmation on that story because fair, fair enough. Because I I can't wait to start having round two with people. There's just so many people I haven't had round one with. I mean, I didn't even contact you until episode fifty eight. You know, like that's yeah. wild. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? I thought you said it's super fan five I, eight, dude. That's I didn't a training want, camp I, number. I I I used to get really nervous around you and Brandon, and um, I I didn't know how to approach it. Every time you freeze, I'm gonna drink beer. Oh dear, you just yeah okay no every I I would get nervous talking to you guys you get I you know you guys are big deals in my life so I uh, I had to wait a little bit I had to get a little more comfortable. Oh I see yeah because we're uncomfortable around each other. Yeah and um, I uh, haven't even got into your career yet eh? 
yeah, I guess we're still at Ferris. Um, the only thing I heard about Lagui, which I don't, I that's why I don't want to say anything because I don't want to piss anybody off my pod. I just heard, like you mentioned, is when he had beers, he could still play pool darts, whatever oh. the the athletic competition would be, which us yeah. guys did in college. He was still yeah. uh, his motor skills were still working. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it was like a, he was just a sieve for alcohol. Like it went into his body, but it left somewhere. So it didn't affect him. I'm telling you, like, I'm going to set the over under at 20 of wow. these. We don't want to give him a bad rep, but man, he seems like no, a great no. dude. Doesn't make him a bad guy. Great. He yeah. played for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Great player. Yeah. He was a great player. Um, beer darts at Western Michigan. Did you ever play beer darts at Ferris? Beer darts. What's that? Maybe oh, we didn't probably something different. Ah, uh, that guy brought it to Minis- from Minnesota. He transferred our junior year, and he brought beer darts with him from the University of Minnesota. And you sit in a circle in the grass in the backyard, and everybody puts a natty light or whatever cheap beer in front of them on the grass, and you have as many darts going around the circle as you want, and you can put as many beers in front of you as you want, and wherever it punctures your beer, you got to shotgun it to there. And the more beers you put in front of you, the more people throw darts at you. The only rule is you just can't hit the person right beside you's beer, right? So you got to always be, and you just keep throwing them around the circle until, I guess, the beer was drank. There you go again. Oh, dear. But yeah, you would have loved beer darts. With I've you. never played that. I've never, I've never played that. No, too, I didn't too expensive catch- in Canada to be using beer like that. Yeah, I, I didn't catch the last twenty percent of the rules of that, but up till there, sound funny. Eh? Yeah, never played it. Well, you still haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was? Uh, what did we do at Ferris? We used to. I mean, did you even have like, corn? Does was cornhole even a thing with how old you are? No, like cell phones, man. We, I didn't have. I think my roommates started getting cell phones maybe our our junior year. Other than that, there was no cell phones. Am I am I aging myself? Well, we all know. I mentioned your your age when I said you're from Edmonton, so yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but no, it's true. And I actually like when I went to Deutschland, same as you. Like I was rocking a blue Nokia phone for years. I never had a real phone. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I remember when the iPhone came out. Like I was over in Germany already. Yeah, you're pr- you're making the big bucks, so you could have got one. I never got one in the second league. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way overpaid in that second league. Uh, definitely at the beating hype Steelers, we were <laughs> <laughs> for Beats, a short time. Beats made some good money in. Uh, uh, I want to say it's well, than our. Well, there's Landsuit. Playing the second league, he played in Landsuit. He was the one that brought me to Germany. That's how I went there. They needed Landsuit, a winger to play with Munich. Yeah. And he played somewhere at Regensburg. Kaufborn. Kaufborn. Okay, yeah. Regensburg. And Kaufborn he played in. Yeah, he was a real suitcase in that league. Jeez. He was in Kaufborn with Coos. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, we need to get uh, your age group on. I don't know why most of them are all so timid. I don't I, I just want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid you don't pay your internet bills and it's going to be frozen back, frozen back. Well, I, you know what, my, I, I'm a bit mentally fragile right now. So uh, oh. yeah, please, please 
don't bring it up. I'm not even in my shed. It's like I don't have my warm, fuzzy blanket around me right now. Yeah, <laughs> out of your the, comfort zone. I am. I'm on the back deck. The neighbors can probably hear me. Um, You're but, seeing King Carden. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the hazy sunset, right? Like, like the beer, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on is uh, the dog just let himself outside on his own. Um, so that's good. The door's open. I better go close it after I ask this question. Um, <clears throat> so you, after your senior year, you lead the CCHA in scoring. You and Kunitz rip it up. So what are the pro options from there? Not much, to be honest with you. Am I waiting for you to come back or what's going on? There he is. There he is. What'd you say? Did you keep talking? No, I didn't. What? I can't do it unless we're face to face. Now you're frozen. So I'll wait even more. Stop it. You start talking right now. I can see. Oh boy. I'm going to have to get six more beers. <laughs> I'm drinking every time we're frozen. I can see you and hear there you. you. There you go. I know you can. I know you okay. can. So you signed with the Red Wings or something, right? I signed. I, I so I left my after we lost out my senior year. I finished the year in Grand Rapids, uh, and that year, that was the affiliate, the American League affiliate for Ottawa. The following season, um, no NHL deals, and signed an American League two-way deal with Grand Rapids, who was now the new affiliate of Detroit. You signed so a two-way like coast? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. And so then got to go to Detroit's camp, which was unbelievable because that was the Hall of Fame team where there was I don't know, I don't know 10 Hall of Famers. I don't know what they had on that team. And you but... were there. You were there. And yeah. And uh it was fun. Got to play with Boyd. De well, I played with Devro and Brett Hull all the whole time I was there. And it was cool because I knew Boyd, skated with him in the summers. And uh, I mean, the other one was Brett Hull. Now, yeah. Brett Hull could be a bit of a prick, but um, for whatever reason, we got along and he wasn't that hard on me. First guy to start calling me Phil. And uh, yeah, so that, I mean, I got to play with Brett Hall, so that was pretty cool. And he called you Phil. Yeah, he was the first one to start calling me Phil, and I carried that nickname. That was what everyone called me in the Islanders organization for three years. Everyone called me Phil. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Did he ever say why you were named Phil? Phil Collins. Oh God! Now I get it. Yeah. Oh, that was simple. Jeez. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, not. But Brett Hall was a music like encyclopedia. He was a music guy, song artist. Who plays the guitar in this band? Like he knows all of it. Oh, Pretty really? Much. I don't know yeah. any of that. Yeah. No, none of it. Well, it was, that's really cool. You played like so. So did you set him up for any of his one tees? Uh, every time I got the puck, I looked past him every time and i think he, and he actually did you overdo it did you overdo huh? it were you trying to give it to him before you were around the net like you probably overdid it trying to get it to him uh he <laughs> he took a lot of short shifts so preseason eh? yeah <laughs> um 
but I would I didn't I wouldn't say I had to puck a whole heck of a lot on my stick, but every time I got it, I looked to pass. I wasn't looking to chip it in or dump or anything like that. So that was okay in his books. Other guys did the other, and he could be a mean mean prick. And yeah, he he would he would like playing with you. I'm sure he would because you're a puck possession guy. Well, I mean, I I think it's safe to say he's played with a heck of a lot better than me. I don't think he would have been happy to play with me. <laughs> Let's oh. be honest. Well, I would have been happy to play with you, Rob. Puck and ball. Yeah. We did it. Been yeah, there, man. done it. Yeah. Boom. We we did. And I, you know what's a weird memory I have of that tournament, puck and ball? Is we were sitting in the locker room after um, the occasional beverage on the ball diamond, and we were about to play. Happen, yeah. Don't we, keep talking. You're frozen. No, I'm there gonna. Go. Back. I, back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep talking. And because, you're frozen again. Oh, real. stop Don't it! Don't talk. I want to hear the story. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep talking because it's a podcast. But you keep we, drinking we, every time. You there you we, go. We were in the locker room before the game. I think it was the game before the naked guys came out, and we were sitting in the locker room. We're all just sitting around. We're kind of feeling a good buzz, but we don't have any beers in the locker room because you couldn't bring them down there or something. And then all of a sudden, just an impromptu. I think it was Paul Ballantyne, right? Bally. Yeah. Start um share. Um what's the share song? And we all just sat there and sang um what's the song? Share. I got <sighs> Tina Turner simply the best in my head for some reason right now. Share. Oh, it's something to do with love. And all us boys just sat around a locker room and if I could right? turn back, that's what it was. If I Is could turn right? back time. And we all sat there and just sang a song we had no music players we all just sat around and sang the song i remember that for some reason it just was very weird i was like wow really hanging out with the city folk from waterloo this weekend that is strange that we did and we were sober no 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 it was after a couple ball games (laughs) okay yeah 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 Yeah. we're just feeling it i think it must have been to start belting that out confidence though think about that that's like wearing salmon you gotta be a confident mofo. Yeah, I can't pull that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, there's not a shirt in the the closet that is salmon. Am I getting too dark here? No, you're fine. Look, Stop worrying light, about it, man. Your salt, you're salt, you're salt, okay. Your salt and pepper, uh, it, it's it's fine. We can see it all. Um, so you'd it's play... gonna have to be 12 L's and hockey tails, <laughs> Brett Walton. Every time he freezes, you got a drink. It's like a drinking game. It's the new internet drinking game. Every time you do a podcast with Wally and it freezes, you got to drink. And by the time you're done the 28 minute podcast, you're smack. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a part of that. Oh, well, we're on pace here, but um, so you you played a full year though. You never went to the coast. eh? You never had that on the resume. That's how you get to the DL and stuff like that in Europe. You're not, you don't play for the Daytona beach bombers in the East coast. You stuck it out. So you're on a two-way deal and you're in the HL the whole year, eh? Yep. Yep. Danton Cole. And you know what? I didn't get off to a great start. So I had that anxiety of getting sent down to the East coast and, and what have you. And it's a boys club. If you get kind of labeled in that, right. It's tough to make it to the next step. And well, and if you start on a contract that has East coast option, usually that's where they have you penciled in. Yeah. And, uh, Danton Cole was my coach 
and he was a Michigan State guy, so he might have been a touch biased to some of the college guys at that time. Um, but I got off to a, a bit of a slow start. Uh, but he was my coach all 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 training camp with Detroit. And all we did was inter squad games, so I. I associated with him a lot. So we kind of built a bit of a relationship. And I remember he told me like maybe like eight games into the season, he said like, relax. And he's like, you're not getting sent down. You're here to stay, chill out, relax and go play. And from there on, I was like, I mean, yeah, there goes the anxiety. You can just go play. Right. And, uh, and it worked out and I got to play with some really good players and, and they helped me look better than I probably was to promote me to the next contract. What oh, have you. You're uh you're, you're, you're uh need to be a little more higher on yourself. If that's a word. Cause um, it like, is, it is. You, you smoke marijuana to get higher. One second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Now, now he's leaving again. His dog's oh, probably no, coming out too. <laughs> um, oh, you got the lights on. That's gorgeous. Here we go. We are going all night. Apparently. Yeah. Um, no, to be honest, you were really, really good. And like when I saw guys like you and Kunitz for that matter, like when they left college um, and they, yeah, you, good got, days you got and bad days. Well, but like you guys were on me and I got no beer. Like, oh you, you told me to bring two ales. I grabbed two ales and that's, I needed. That's just, oh, you're back. You're that's back. just the name of the show. Two ales. That's just the name of the show, man. You can have as many as you want. <laughs> no, I know. But I, that's beautiful. Oh, Who came up with that for you? Uh, my neighbor, actually. If you think you're lucky with your neighbors, you got no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, King Carton, right? Well, I mean, King Carton. you know, eh? There's different levels to this neighbor stuff. I mean, King Carton, you're on the top tier. <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's no missing with the neighbors in King Carton. Um, no, actually, I, I gave the vision of the podcast to a neighbor, and I gave him my, the name I had thought of, and he and my wife hold they were like no that is not the name it was like what did you come up with what was your I, idea? well i think the original idea was like <clears throat> hockey adventures with wally no oh, really it, yeah that's that's a good veto by the way yeah no they they shut that down hard and then i he said well what's the vision and i said well i want to have a couple beers and catch up with my friends and talk about their career and uh, then he texted me this name that night and uh, sent her over to Wales to uh, Lee, the guy that makes the posters that, I mean, I'm sending posters, to all these guys that I'm hoping they're up in their sheds. Um, and uh, he made the logo that night. And next thing you know, we're doing a podcast <laughs> with bad internet. You're not even there. All right, you're killing me, guy. You're killing me. Oh, you're back. <laughs> Hey, dog knocking on my door. Go oh, open. my. Okay. So oh. you did good in Grand Rapids, but then you went to, uh, you leave there after one good year and go to Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I got wooed. I got wooed by Ken Morrow. What does that Is mean? What does what mean? You got wooed by Ken Morrow? Yeah. Are you going to pee on the podcast? Yeah. Are you? You're going to be the first guy to like pee while talking to me? I was going to ask, is this going to be a first time on two ales <laughs> and hockey tails with Wally? <laughs> um, usually I ask a question. I run out of the shed and piss in the yard. 
but uh, never had a guy pee on the pod. This is great. Well, that tells me something about the neighbors in Concord. If you can go out and pee in the backyard, uh, the neighbors might not be as classy as the ones in Elmira because we don't just do that. We let the dogs do that. <laughs> we do. You're telling me you can't piss in your yard in Elmira? Man, that's city stuff right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's postage stamp. That's a postage stamp lot. I don't have... How big's your property? Oh, just the standard. A half acre, I guess? Standard half acre? That's not standard. <laughs> oh, sorry. King Carson, it's half acre. It's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are... See, you guys are all rich folk. That's how, that's how I know you definitely got overpaid. I actually had to leave um, Elmira because I couldn't afford it because I was only at the second league in Germany and houses were cheaper out here. So I had to flee. I had to flee Elmira. <laughs> no doubt. Watch, yeah. what else I do. Watch what else I do on your podcast. How about a little bag of ketchup chips? <laughs> you can't eat. The people will hear that. Uh, okay. I can do it with a silencer. Okay, but Gills. seriously, though, you played a uh, season and sure. then you went to the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Is that not where you pl- um, meet Ryan Caldwell? Beauty. Caldwell, beauty guy. yeah. He's a great fellow. Not till my second year there, though. So I played two years in Bridgeport with Colby. Mm. Yeah, he, he gave me a lot of phone numbers. Um, I guess he's still in the game. He's a scout or something now, eh? Yeah, with Winnipeg. I was actually talking to him today. He was saying you were hunting them for stories. I just send out a couple feelers just to see what's yeah. out there. You know, you got to know. Diligence. Doing your due diligence. There's nothing wrong with it, Wally. Zero. Yeah, just a couple worms get thrown in the pond and you see what bites, right? There you go. There uh, you go. So you, that's when you get your first games um, with the Islanders. But so when you leave that one season in the A, did you sign a three-year deal with them nope. or something? Three one-year deals back to back to back. Oh, wow. That sounds exhausting. Well, guess what? I was on a one-year deal my yeah, whole it career. It is. I was on Not a one-year deal my whole career. Oh, were you? Those yeah. Suck. Yeah, people those, apparently those, didn't believe yeah, in my body. less than ideal. Yeah. You just never know. You're always guessing. Yeah, and you got to do really good every year. Yeah, or you yeah. Don't, you're done. But if you do have one good year, you can maybe, you know, get overpaid one year. But if you're only getting one-year deals, you can only get overpaid for one year, not three. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you had these coasts in your 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 resume. It doesn't help when you go to Europe, you know. Yeah. Like, but uh, where where are we? So you go to Bridgeport. You sign the one-year deal each year, but every year you do better. That's the goal. Yeah. Till you don't. Till <laughs> you until you don't, then you retire. Then you're done. Then you're done. And you buy half acre lots in King Carton and hide in the shed and hope the Wi-Fi is solid. And when it's not, you hardwire it in and it's still not solid. And you're like, fuck, what's going yeah, on? You, you, you do your best and uh, that's <laughs> yeah, all you can you ask took for. took the bat off your shoulder. You took a swing. You know what I mean? And that's well, that's that's my new motto, man. Just uh, take your shot, right? Make, take your shot, you know? I used to get nervous talking to you. Do I sound nervous anymore? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm like a real man now. I'm not. I'm not all starstruck when I talk to you. Starstruck. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Shut your mouth. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Um, but your second year there, 62 points, 78 games played in the AHL, no call up. 
Did you feel like you were close? Were you pissed off? Well, I'm pretty sure that might have been a – was that the lockout year? Oh, maybe. Uh, my re- Yeah, 04, 05, that sounds right. It froze on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, if I'm back, then yes, you're it frozen, was the lockout. So I don't know if you're answering my question right now. You can hear me. Be- are you kidding me? There you are. You're back. You're back. Oh, you're just, you're fucking with me. I swear to God, Wally, why would I do that? You're a mess. Okay, you didn't get called up because it was the lockout. Yeah. Yeah. Tough uh, Tough call up. But yeah. yeah, no, I had a good year that year. During the lockout in the AHL, if you're having a good year, usually you're supposed to play in the NHL the next year, right? Well, the next year I was actually, I committed to, no, sorry, I signed with Hamburg in the DEL. And got a phone call from Mike Milbury, a personal phone call. When does that happen? Like you always go through the agent. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I heard you uh, signed in Hamburg in the, in the German league. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. He obviously knows. He goes, well, why would you do that? We, we had you penciled in for top 13 here. Like, here's what we're offered. And at that time, there was a max in the minors. You could only make, I think it was, if you made over $75,000 and got called up, you had clear waivers every time you got sent down. So, like, everyone in the minors made $74,999, whatever. It's a racket. And uh, he's like, well, you know, we had you penciled in. Like, here's our two-way offer, whatever. So, I mean, I go from six to midnight and every, every contract I had over in Germany uh, up until the end, I had an out clause where if I had an NHL deal by whatever date it was, I think it was July 21st or something like that, that I could get out of the DEL deal. And uh, so that year I got out of that deal because Mike Mulberry led me to believe that making the Islanders was a real thing right out of camp. And uh, it was not. (laughs) the case (laughs) it was not the case i think by the third day they were running two different groups and there was you know the ones in the twos and i was in the twos by like day three and i'm like what the like come on mike but (laughs) uh yeah whatever i i got games that year so i'm glad i stayed in north america for sure yeah well you played in the nhl i mean there's a lot of people that can't say that but uh, i'm glad you got to do it before you you went overseas because to be honest i I probably cut out at this point i think i didn't say it because i probably cut out and the internet sucked but when you and kunitz when i had seen you guys play in college and then i went to college and then i was kind of doing pretty good and i was like well if those two guys can't make the nhl with what they did how the hell am i ever going to make it i'm shorter i'm fatter and (laughs) they were incredible and they're still not there. And I, it was actually kind of deflating that you and Kunitz, it took like three years for Kunitz to even make it, right? Well, no, Kunitz is, so he didn't leave early. He played out all four years. And then he actually signed the max at the time. I think it was like a 1.2 signing bonus. And like he got max across the table. And his first like 20 games or something like that was with Anaheim. And didn't score a goal or nothing and got sent down. So he was in Cincinnati in the minors. And I remember, so I would have been 
I would have been in Bridgeport. It was my first year in Bridgeport. And we had met up with each other when he was in town to play us for a cocktail and, and uh, got fairly twisted up. And, and he was talking about it. He's like, man, like I was just gripping the stick too hard. He's like, you know, there's, there's different levels and you've seen it, you know, say the top guy in the DEL versus the bottom guy in the DL top guy in the NHL versus, you know, on your team versus the bottom guy in your team. There's, there's just different levels to stuff. And he's like, there's just different levels, but there's certain guys that are at a level where he's like, I believe I got every bit as much as them, but for whatever reason, they're there, they're there. And it's a mental thing, man. Oh, it's, it's a mental huge, thing. Huge. Mental and uh, he figured it out. And the next year, I, I think he broke Paul Correa's rookie scoring record for points and it just took off from there. And, I'd say he had a decent career, right? Oh, he, he, he did all right. Um, I just, uh, I remember like people probably don't even remember this, but he played a couple games for the thrashers and was put on waivers and that's how he ends up back with Anaheim. And exactly. I think it's that year, right? Like, yeah, it, it's it, when I saw like what he was going through and what you were going through and I was having big college years and I was like, the NHL does not seem very attainable at all. <laughs> Well, and that was back, it was start, I mean, that was still back in the day of the big man rule too, right? Oh, like yeah. Us, us little guys, there wasn't uh, as much opportunity as there might be now where size played more. Now the guys are huge. Guys are bigger, stronger, faster now than even back then. But, like, a guy like Pat Kane to go first overall, no one was taking a little guy like that first overall, so to speak. You know what I mean? So, um, and you got an exciting brand of hockey right now. It's it's faster and it's more skilled, but at the same time, back then I would say it was size played a bit more of a role as far as <clears throat> what was attractive to a team and what wasn't. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, but you, like you were, you know, I would say like I kind of played similar to you though. Like you were little, but we didn't mind mucking it up. We didn't mind getting in there, you know. I mean, I never met a guy as tough as my stick, so. <laughs> I have seen it work before. Um, actually, Chris Menard brought it up in his podcast. Um, you have many of Oh, God, yeah. He's even been training the kids on the driveway uh, during the lockdown. He was doing yeah. Zoom Zoom uh, workouts and stick handling stuff for Colby, uh, my son. Yeah. And okay. uh, he said you speared someone in like, I don't know, like the finals and maybe got suspended for game seven and the team's missing their best centerman. And it's like, geez, yeah. he speared another guy, right? Yeah, that was tough. And um, found guilty of spearing, but never speared them. <laughs> True story. True story. I, okay. I've seen behind the play in the little bard at Elmira. No, no. Uh, this is a true I'm not story. sure if this, I'm buying this it. This is game six of the finals against Derek Hahn mm -hmm. and the Frankfurt lions. No, he was an English at this time. Okay. And, um, we scored an overtime. I think it was only one, nothing actually to force a game seven in the finals. The first year they had a, a, a best of seven for the finals. Cause they usually went to the best of five Yep. for whatever reason. And I was on my back when this puck went in and I just heard the sound of, a puck hitting the back pad you know the sound like i was on my back with a guy on me beside the net and i heard the sound of a puck hitting the pad don't know where the shot came from or nothing and i was like that's in 
I know that sound like we just won. And then I heard our guys like kind of erupt because we were playing on the road. And this kid was on top of me, it pushed him off me, went around the net because I didn't know where the shot came from and had to go back across the net to go to the pile where it came from. And he came and met me. And I kind of went like this, but it was like a reaction, like, what the hell's going on? Like the game's over. And the kid did one of these and played dead and all hell broke loose. Um, but there's video evidence and I had to sit through it all because Cologne appealed this thing. And you can see the stick going through here. There's no spear. And he dove this way. Anyways, end up getting suspended for game seven of the finals. Yeah, to watch us get the shit kicked out of us. It was that tough to watch. sucks. That's brutal. Uh, and I know exactly what you mean. There was some guys that thought it was soccer out there, right? Eh? And you know what, though? is The kid that did it, Karma's a bitch. It was a, uh, a Slovenian kid, but, and his last name was Jeglic, J-E-G-L-I-C. And I don't remember, I don't know if you remember the last Olympic Games, but a Slovenian kid got kicked out of the Olympics for doping. It was him. <laughs> it was him. It was the kid that played dead, faked the spear, and I got suspended. And it was actually my wife that told me, like, did you hear about the kid that got suspended from Slovenia for doping? It was a kid that played dead that pretended like you speared him. So, so he was cheating on the ice and off the ice. Good for him. Hey, what a punk. Trying. He was trying. He was. But yeah. yeah. No, uh, so got called for spearing, found guilty of spearing. I, it would have been one of those. I got released from prison after serving eight years and I was found innocent after all. But. I mean, I wasn't totally innocent on the ice, if that's what we're getting at all the time. But in that occasion, I was innocent. I was okay. innocent. Fair enough. Um, but uh, how did you make the decision then um, when you do get your eight games for the Islanders and decide to go to uh, the D the Dag Metro Stars at Dusseldorf? Yeah. Uh, well, we had just had our first kid. And the security part of it because the the last year I was up down up down up down up down it wasn't like I was up for three weeks or four weeks and then back it was up down up down up down up down so I didn't want to do that again um and they're throwing around some decent money in Germany and uh it was a lighter schedule you know I looked into you can qualify for a full pension after, you know, seven and a half seasons, basically. Uh, I wasn't getting any younger. So took all that into account and um, you can see the world. You know what I mean? I mean, you lived over there, you know, it was, it, Germany's awesome. Are you kidding me? I don't know if you have anything bad to say. If you do, you're an idiot, but <laughs> Germany's awesome. <laughs> no, I totally agree, man. It was yeah. uh, like, and, uh, I never thought much of Germany because I didn't know much about it until I went there. And yeah, it was the same was as people Canada. that, yeah, people would come to visit you and they would be like, we never would have thought to come to Germany in Europe. But now that we're here, it was the nicest place we went to. Am I frozen again? This is a mess. Um, I was just saying Germany's really nice too. Have I came back yet? There you are. There you are. Oh my God. There you go. Germany yeah. is really nice. So I'm with you. I caught that and totally agree. Can do Sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch. I'm bisschen, uh, I'm bisschen mal, yeah. Aber dein Kind, um, 
<laughs> no, I was gonna say your kids went to the uh, the the international schools, eh? Why didn't you give it a go? Of a kind, I wanted to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what school was called. I think it's called Schule. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dietrich always. Every time I run into him, still he's always talking German and that. Yeah, keep, second keep second it. league players. We know it a little better than uh, you prima donnas in the first league. You know. Meine Deutsch sehr gut. <laughs> sehr gut. Lick me a master. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> How it's Maldus Du bist. Du bist ein kleiner Dute. Do you know yeah. what that is? Yeah, all the Germans taught us all the good words, right? Yeah, that's you little oh, whore. Dog, I could I trash think... talk on the ice. Yeah, yeah. No, I could. Uh, I can get by. I would say my com my sentence structure and all that wouldn't be perfect but i can get by yeah so. no that's good i it would have been nice to hit a beer tent with you over there to see what see how we were doing eh uh, i never yeah, uh, we were always playing in those shit boxes for towns <laughs> sorry man not all of us you're can make the first the, league right? you're playing in the hood <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have walls on some of the arenas so uh, probably at the start, right? Oh yeah, it was a mess of that. I who remember had, there was who had an outdoor rink over there. Who had who was like oh. when I first went over there, Augsburg was open to the outside. Yeah, and Sh- now they got it a... was too. They closed it in while I was playing there. Yeah, Schwenningen. Well, actually, my last year, maybe in my last two years, last one or two years there in the first league, and they actually had a really nice rink, like yeah. character and what have you. You're frozen right now. Oh no! It was um, a great break. Uh, there you go. But Augsburg, <laughs> Augsburg was open to the outside my first year, and I played with a guy, Jean Luc Grandpierre. Do you know that name? Yep. Yep. D man um, for the Guelph Storm when I was a young buck. Really? He played in the OHL. I thought he was a Quebec guy. I'm pretty sure he played for the Guelph Storm with Jamie Wright when I was growing up as a kid. Jean-Luc Grandpierre, massive black guy. Yep, that's the yeah. guy. Great, great human. Great human. Um, so we're in Augsburg, southern Germany. Um, and the wind is just howling. And there's actually, it's fall. It is it fall? But there's leaves and there's shit blowing. There's snowing on the ice and all that. And there's a TV timeout or something. And <laughs> I'm standing beside Lukey. And he gets hit with a cigarette butt, like a lit cigarette butt, <laughs> because the open the open arenas you could smoke in them. And what's Lukey do? Like he could have taken that as you know the 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 racist thing and all that because it's not like they're real far from you played in Augsburg, have you not? Uh, you, know, you know, like right behind the players' bench. I don't Augsburg? think I did play in Augsburg. Oh no. So, anyways, it's. You can almost reach out and grab a player. So he gets hit with a cigarette butt, and I'm standing beside him. You know what? This <laughs> this guy picks up the cigarette butt, takes a monster drag, like a <laughs> like this, and flicks it back into the stands like this. This is during the game, <laughs> like during a TV timeout. Like, yeah, outdoor arenas, awesome. Straubing, I think, was open to the outside until they closed it in as well. You would uh, play dropping lots, no? Nope, they were in the first league when I got there. But I saw I I went to the rink for uh, I went to visit a buddy there that's supposed to be coming on soon. Kansi Kansanello, 
Andy oh. Canzanello. He's supposed to be coming on. I played with him in Syracuse. He was the nice enough to take me to Kidoba after my first practice, and he was a nice guy. I'm pretty sure there was one night in Straubing who knew him, and we got all bent out. Of, well, not bent out. Caldy knows him. Called, maybe it was Caldwell. We got all twisted up in some Irish, the basement floor, some Irish pub in Straubing with him. Yeah, yeah he's I, a lot of fun. He's oh, yeah. I stayed over at his place when I was playing in Landshut one night, and we ran into each other at Oktoberfest, my first week in Germany. Yeah, I tell you, when you see guys you know at like a beer tent, there's nothing better, eh, than a German happen. beer tent? Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially if you find them in a beer tent where there's 1,500 people in that beer tent, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the real yeah. deal. And when you when you run into someone you know, your day can change drastically. Oh, yeah. 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 I know what you were doing in that basement. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. the Irish pub. Um, so I guess uh, I don't even know where we're at anymore, but we're in Dusseldorf. So that's a really nice city. Eh? And you lived there a long time, eight, eight years. I think I had down eight years. We were in Dusseldorf. Yeah. I loved it. Great town. Great town. Uh, that's all you got. Eh? You're getting tired at your age this late. At no, night. no. I mean, I understand. I don't know. I don't know either. A little over five. Okay, what was your name there? People. What was your you know, what it kind of reminded me of it kind of reminded me of the Denver of North America, where it had every major thing, you know, first league soccer, major this cinemas, music, whatever. But you didn't feel like you're in a massive city like Toronto or L.A. or New York traffic or anything like that. It reminded me of Denver. And I love Denver. So big wow. fans of Dusseldorf. Cool that you got to go to Denver too and all your travels. I haven't been there. Uh, but no, I went to Dusseldorf to visit a buddy, Justin Kelly, and uh, it was a cool town. And you could ride the train all the way to wherever downtown. And yeah, right. Alstadt, you should know that. Alstadt, the old town. Yeah, I know the Alstadt. There you go. That's where you took the train. Yeah. I I, maybe you didn't take it to the Alstadt. I think where I went, I went for a cappuccino. I think I went downtown. <laughs> cappuccino and a gelato. Yeah, that's right. Um, did you meet Christian Brittig when you played for Dusseldorf? He was the assistant coach my first year in Dusseldorf. Piece of work. My gosh. I had him in beating Muff. Him. Muff, yeah, Muff was his name, right? Yeah, you, he was the head coach when you had him. He was a, he was a uh, tyrant, I don't know. you could call him. Yeah, tyrant, like took the fun out of everything kind of coach no Is fun not say? none yeah i heard that about him. yeah no he was he was the uh i think he might have been like a new assistant coach maybe like freshly done playing and got an assistant coaching job in dusseldorf and um our guys walked all over him to be honest with you like he would say something and some guys would be like like fuck off muff uh i'm going home uh, we like, we, hey, we boys, didn't do that. Get to hop on the bike to do a quick, you know, twenty minute flush ride to get the lactic acid out. And as the boys are walking out, they'd be like, "Hey, Muff, why don't you go fucking ride the bike for us?" This was my first experience in Germany, so I just thought, like, is this what it is? Like, you just get to walk all over the coaches, and like, it's a true country club. But it was just, it was Christian Brittig. These guys just well, didn't he, he respect them. We had to respect him. He was the head coach. He he yeah. decided who got the the deals and the money and um yep. the ice time and my gosh did he uh push us um physically physically mentally um yep. it was quite the time with that fella 
he was the asshole as a player where he was last on first off. And then when he turns into a coach, it's all about fitness, 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 fitness. Yeah. I heard he was the opposite of what he was as a coach, right? Yeah. He was, he was, yeah, he was last on first off. I was going to put the lights on out here, but I'm locked out of the house. So I'm going to have to do this in the dark from here on out. The shed, the, the, the shed of lights, man. Why am I not? Doesn't the, the sun always shine in King Garden? <laughs> no, no. Well, we just had the like the most beautiful sunset ever. Probably, probably yeah. sank right into the lake, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sunset, you remember Mike McKinnon on those Sugar King teams that you grew up idolizing? Yeah, yeah. A uh, few of me praying Trevor Rebbe. Would, would, would uh, McKinnon have been number 11? We're all planning to go up to Wasaga Beach. McKinnon sends me a picture of the sunset he stares at uh, on Wasaga Beach every probably three times a week and finally talked us up to going, uh, going up there to see him for a little Sugar King reunion. So so there's sunsets in Wasaga, not just King Carden. Moved to Ontario, everybody. Well, and then hit the Bayfield Brewing Company for some pints because they're <laughs> delicious and there's lots of hazy sunsets in Bayfield, folks. Woodbury um, Crestman, Norman Three Bob, Zero Charlie Five. Send me and if you see the garbage <laughs> on the road, folks, don't forget to hit Dart Night. <laughs> bring your wallet and bring a good attitude because it's all about smiles. <laughs> And you'll probably lose, folks, just so you know. I remember we'd play games and he would basically uh, give me like a handicap, like I was a very bad golfer, which I guess would be the same case if we played golf. You'd have to give me strokes. It's same in darts. There, there, is, there is a handicap for certain players still. No doubt about it. I understand. You're just, I guess, a better athlete than me. But... Not just, I'm not the only one giving a handicap. There's other guys that got to give handicaps to other guys and it's all about, uh, you know, hopefully everyone wins. Um, we're about having a good time. There's no winners and losers. Everybody's a winner. Uh, uh, speaking of Sugar King uh, reunions, as I just booked a golf round with three Sugar Kings from uh, uh, my Sutherland Cup winning team. So uh, I guess everybody stays connected when you win, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, winning does that. So you you play in Dusseldorf forever. You guys boss around Muff. And uh, what did they call you there? Weren't you like the wizard or something? Dusseldorf forever, I heard. You're still oh, my gosh. There you go. There you go. Hey, what, oh, my gosh. Oh my what gosh. did they call you? The wizard or something? What were you called? Didn't you have a name? I mean, where, where in Dusseldorf? Yeah, didn't when they announced you, like they called you like, what was your name? Rob Collins. They didn't say like you. They called you like the wizard or something because he. Oh, no? the fan, not the announcer. The fans had a nickname for me. Yeah. What but was not, it? Not the announcer. Sorry, I was Mister Brent Walton, and beating on was pretty cool. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got a that Mister. Cool. I got a Mister until I wasn't asked back. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Fired. <laughs> yeah. Smell you later, <laughs> Mister Not Extended. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Dare Professor. They called me. Well, you're the professor. The professor, yeah. Oh, Jesus. You like were, just te- you were teaching all the young there. Germans. But, yeah, teaching them wrong. <laughs> teaching them wrong. Well, you know what? I, I have all the faith in you to lead the Elmira uh, Sure Kings to greatness. Great. Yeah, um, yeah so, I'll mess them up. I won't mess them up too bad. 
Well, it, we have been, we have been going a while, and you have a lot of career left. So I think I might have to hit the Coles notes. There maybe you go again, Wally. There yeah, you go again. May, maybe the I'll podcast has here. only maybe the podcast has only, <laughs> maybe it's only been a twenty minute podcast, and none of this is even working. Um, oh. But uh, you You're played. Back. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Switching to the Hamburg freezers from Dusseldorf. Uh, don't uh, Hamburg sucked. Okay. Met some good people. They met great friends with Serge Ben still, um, who's the head coach in Berlin. Um, but Hamburg almost caused me to quit hockey. Well, I was I was content with retiring. I was planning on retiring. It wasn't and fun. No, you talk about a coach that took all the fun out of going to the rink and all that. I experienced that there. It was it was the opposite of a good time. Um, and it's too bad too, because we drew really well. We had good teams. Our first year, we were in first place at the first break, you, you know, the first break in, in the European hockey national team break or whatever they call it. Um, and you, if you had to walk through our locker room, you would have thought we were in dead last on a 12 game losing streak. And we were in first place. Like you can't, live, you can't live like that. So it, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. But met some good. I mean, I met a, I met a handful of good people. But yeah, that was great town too. I mean, I, did you ever get a chance to go to Hamburg when you were in Germany? Uh, Surely you heard the stories. Right? I've been the there. Paper, I've been like, I've been there a handful of times actually. I've even seen doctors there. Yeah, I went on okay. vacation there. Yeah, I've been there quite a bit. It's a beautiful town. Awesome city. Awesome city. And it's too bad too because um, we were we were averaging over ten thousand a night there. Phenomenal facilities. Um, yeah, but they had the wrong guy at the steering wheel when I was there. That's for sure. That that's sucks. Sure. Yeah, that happens. Um, yeah, and it does. It happens. But yeah, no, I was there for two years, and so then you were done. And I think I skated with you this summer, and you were like, you were like kind of trying to even convince me or Brandon Dietrich. Um, you were like. Yeah, I'm signing for the Brampton Beast. I'm done. I'm gonna live in Elmira, and I'm 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 gonna drive back and forth to Brampton. Well, yeah, no. So one day I was living I was living in Kitchener at the time, and Deet showed <laughs> Deet showed up in my backyard, and uh, he was talking to me about he was meeting with the coaches with Brampton, and I was like, Brampton, Brampton, who? Because this was their first season or whatever, right? The Brampton Beast, yeah in the uh the central hockey league they were in and uh we thought it, we got talking thought it might be fun to ah we'll play one more year for fun play together haven't done it since the sugar kings and uh yeah do it for one year for some fun and so yeah i did that for i like you probably know better than me how many games i played there now if you looked up my stats um but then yeah i got lured back to germany at, at the deadline yeah, and I could see how that would happen. Um, you, I could see at the Central Hockey League in Brampton. You probably had to travel a lot. And I guess that's when you go to Cologne, right? So um, that's, that's when you decide to get back in and you're not done yet, right? Well, I just, I mean, to be honest with you, so my first GM in Germany, in Dusseldorf, uh, was in Cologne at that time. And he called me and said, would you have any interest in doing this? And uh, Lance Nethery was his name. And I said, well, not really, not, not without the family and 
what have you, you know? And he's like, wow, we, we got a team and uh, we're a piece short. We're convinced kind of that you're the piece. What if we give you this? And I said, well, you got to let me talk to Stacy. And I was, I was prepared to say no, but they kind of threw a number at me that if I didn't bring it up to Stacy, you know, she, she'd be really mad if I at least didn't tell her about it. <laughs> She's like, see ya. <laughs> so I ended up there for three months on my own because we went all the way to the finals. Um, and that's and the year you got suspended. So Sousa you were offered me a two year deal after that playoff and they extended it after one year. And all of a sudden I'm almost 40 years old. And I'm like, man, this is, this is getting to be way too hard to keep up to these guys. I'm too slow, too small, too weak. Like it's tough. So it sucks when guys get younger than you, eh? <laughs> I had a kid on my, hey, I had a kid on Maximilian Kammerer. I don't, something like that. Um, one of the nicest skaters I ever played with, to be honest with you, but he was less than half my age. Less than half my age. Mm, that hurts, eh? I was, I was 38 and he had just turned 19. Yeah, that was yeah. but you were still playing at that time. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I mean, there's worse jobs, no doubt about it. We both know that now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got a good job now, but yeah, it takes time afterwards, eh? Like, what yeah. was it like for you getting out? Yeah, it was. Uh, I kind of, I kind of fell into stuff that I didn't want to fall into. So I got roped into selling cars for a little bit, and then selling nuts and bolts. I was doing outside sales for fast and all. And yeah, I kind of all over the map, not really settled in on anything. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just can't wait till you're winning the Sutherland Cup, eh? Yeah, that'd be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't that oh, be fun? That would on be the fun. fire truck, three in the morning, pissing off all the people in town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't even read my notes. It's so dark out. Um, I got, yeah, that. So then you go to Dusseldorf back for three years. Were you then the captain then when you're that old and you're twice the age of all the people you're at? You're lost captain? Yet. Were you then? It's still stuck. It's going to be tough. Is that right? I can I predict. What the, oh, there it is. There you are. Were you the captain where, at the end? Where in Dusseldorf? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. But the reason I was, was because the captain, Daniel Kreitzer, who was the captain forever. He was the captain before I got there. I think he's the all-time leading scorer in that DEL. Uh, uh, I forget what his injury was, but he was out basically all year. So I wore the C, yeah. Okay, well, that, that would have been cool to wear a C for a, a, a team like that. Like, that's a pretty big club in Europe to be the captain of. Yeah, you get – it's in one of those towns, and, and I mean, as – a lot of people might think it's weird to hear like it's kind of a hockey town in Germany. You know what I mean? Like there's hockey towns in Germany. Absolutely. Dusseldorf like has a, you know, a Bundesliga soccer team and all that, but they're still really get behind the hockey team. So like you, you wouldn't wear any team paraphernalia out and about because for sure you'd get recognized. And then it's, can I have a picture? Can I have a picture? And then, the people just follow the herd. Oh, what's the herd over here? Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, let's get a picture. And all of a sudden you're in one. Um, but yeah, you, you would definitely get recognized and all that. So. Yeah. I, uh, 
I, I mean, I'd get noticed just smaller scale. I wouldn't say I was ever in one. I'd take like the photo or two and then I could be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids thought it was cool. Like I could be downtown or in the Allstadt, uh, you know, on a, on a Saturday or whatever and get recognized and get asked, you know, autographing a picture, what have you. And you'd want to do it as discreetly as possible. Like, yeah, no problem. You know, as politely as possible say get the fuck out of here before the crowd sees this you know what i mean but the kids my kids would just love and they're like oh you know they think you're famous dad and you're like no 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 i'm not we need to go now Uh, but they always got a real kick out of that skating around the rink after a win and stuff like that yeah i guess my kids weren't skating age yet but having your kids on the ice after and um we did that in the uk in cardiff um in germany you'd always have the kids on the ice after and the fans were chanting and that's stuff they'd always remember eh? i guess that's what's nice about playing till you were what 57 yes yeah 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 39 yeah yeah. bit of a run good run good run well done sir yeah yeah so I guess now you can focus on the golf game if you ever get out, eh? If you're not driving yeah. the girls around. That's it. Gotta wait till the kids move out and then I'll get a then I'll get a golf game. Um, and then it'll probably oh, my dog's geez. in a fight at the fence. What's going on in Elmira tonight? Sounds hectic. Uh, our neighbor's dog. Yeah, it's the neighbor's dog's fault, eh? It's not your That's dog's fault. Temperament. <laughs> and my dog's so soft oh, that yeah. he can act tough through the fence. <laughs> So they just yap at each other at the fence and it's just a whole lot of loud noises by two pussies. Why? <laughs> Come here. <laughs> well, um, do you got anything for me? Cause I would say uh, we'll have to have a round two at some point and we'll dive into some other things here. Cause you can go so many different ways, but. Oh yeah. You can get lost and shooting the shit. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't know what, I didn't know what you were going to be asking to be honest with you. Well, I was this... prepared with improv. I didn't, you know. Yeah, there's no preparing for this. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. I was I was underprepared because I read the title, <laughs> two ales, and I only grabbed two, and I should have grabbed many more. I understand. Uh, I've been on the back deck, and I don't have the beer fridge here, and I I've been, yeah, I, I've been dry. And the Jeff Legui talk got me kind of revved up that I was like, all right, the wheels might get turning here, and this could turn into one. Yeah, and this then it was good. I know. I understand. But then it was Sunday night and, uh, you know, the internet sucked and we did yeah. our best. We got through the game. Hopefully people can hear me talk. Yeah. Maybe start prank calling some people when we catch a glow. So we got to start doing that maybe. Oh, well, th- this pod has a lot of different ways it can go. <laughs> That's, just it. That's just it. It doesn't have a lane to stay in yet, right? No. It's a wide open 12 lane highway, Autobahn. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, the two ales was just uh, the name, but uh, we try to stick to that. You know, we try to, you know, I've improved later on here. The first 20 <laughs> episodes, I get pretty into each one and to get a little carried away, but we're trying to keep it, keep it in the lane there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, give me the round one and your stories here. It's going to be a part two, Wally, because you are all kinds of cut out. I but know. The, oh, there you are. There you are whatever this is uh, well let's just end it so we can just chat and this has been another episode of why do you have to go into the stripper voice like you're a stripper mc when you're and now coming (laughs) to the stage how would you know what they sound like you've been to establishments like that i did i enjoyed most of the times i went to to be honest with you i gotta be honest um there was one time i didn't enjoy it 
I was in Bridgeport and a bunch of the wives thought, hey, this will be a good idea. Let's go to the strippers. And all of us were like, what? Like, nah, not biting. Like, nah, we don't want to do it. And they're like, no, nah, let, let's really go. Went, don't do it. They get jealous. You couldn't look. Even, you weren't even allowed was, to look. Oh. And she thought I was one time and she couldn't handle it. So I, anyway. I, I'd, I'd be lying if I. How did we I, get there? How did we get there? Well, you said I sounded like a guy oh, yeah, yeah, announcing stripper strippers, but I, I'd have to say um, I would be lying if I said I haven't done that. Monday Funday in Stuttgart, Germany. Um, Stuttgart. Yeah, started out at a Mexican restaurant with uh, dinner and appetizers and a few drinks. Um, I think margaritas and then all the gals thought it would be funny to go across the road to the strip club. And um, there's not many of those in Germany, right? They, um, they go all the way. They don't like, Oh, let's tease you with a strip. Track. No, they're like, no, here's the brothel. Here's the sauna club. Right. And like, that's, that's what, uh, it, you know, it's weird that they have strippers and then they have the other thing and, and that they have both. Right. It's yeah. Like if you were, if you were into that, and you're looking to get your rocks off, so to speak. Why would you teach yourself with the strippers? Why wouldn't you just go, you know, right to the home of the women? I guess is that the translation? I don't know. I don't know. I was. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Um, it's a different culture over there. Different lifestyle. Um, those things do exist, and people do go to them. Um, I don't know. It's um, I'm just surprised they have both, right? Like, yeah, you're right. It makes no sense that there's one, there's ones where. Why would you go to the ballet when you got a roller derby right beside it? <laughs> you're right. Is well, that is that kind of the? I, I mean, what else, what else can you? It would be it like it would be like I don't I don't know I don't even know. That's like know. Oh, yeah. You want to know duels or uh, you know you want to whatever. Uh, what's your what's what are we plugging here? What what beer brand are we plugging? Uh this is the Bayfield Brewing Company. Uh, yeah, like, do you want a, an alcohol free duels or do you want a nice crisp hazy 4, sunset? Yeah, 4.0 hazy sunset from your oh. local brewery. Yeah, and in, uh, New England pale ale, folks. Yeah, New England pale ale. In the do, you, do you want me to try and really do it like a stripper guy now? Yeah, well, All just right. do, do it like you're uh, introducing and ending so, the whole thing. So, what did the don't even start- think about it now? So is the start like that too when I gave the introduction? Well, it sounds like you got more experience at these. And guys. this has been another episode, ladies no, and gentlemen, of like a, two ales and no, too much. No, that sounds like like a uh, like a like a late '60s sports broadcaster. I was gonna say use car salesman, but you already covered that. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't even sound like uh, used cars. I think of uh, what was Will Ferrell's character's name in. Uh, Eastbound and down. Oh, I don't know. What the hell is his name? Tell me you watched that show. I never you did. did. Oh my gosh, Brent Walton. Season sorry. one. Eastbound. Don't be sorry. Apologize to yourself. Don't apologize to me. Be better. Eastbound and down. Season one. Ashley Schaefer. That's it. Little plug Eastbound Down producers hit me up. 74 Woodbury Crestman, Elmira, Ontario, Norman Three Bob, Zero Charlie Five. <laughs> Garbage day on Thursday, folks. Thursday and this I'm has been another episode of Two Ales <laughs> and Hockey Tales with my favorite player as a kid, but my email's 10, not 23. So I guess yeah. Dietz maybe and Pavel Burry yeah, are my favorite. Hang on, I got to ask you about that. You came in, 
first year you're like, oh, I think I liked Rob the best. Oh, actually, now that I think about it as a mature guy, I like Brandon way better. So you went to 10? Um, no, I, I liked both of you equally. I did. I really did. Um, but Pavel Burry was number 10 too. There was really no other 23s. But like when I would go to my Bantam practices, I would try and skate like you. And then I tried spearing people. And I was like, geez, they get really mad when you do this. And I stopped. Tough to do, right? Yeah. yeah tough to do. What'd you wear at school? I uh, started with 23 and went to 10. <laughs> you cut out. Started with and then you cut out. Oh, geez. I was... You have a frozen fart face. You actually look like, oh, no, you're back, man. I started with 23 until the guy that was wearing number 10 left. And then I switched to 10 again, just like Junior B, man. I, I was I was you and Dietz my whole life, man. Until so I... You... Your senior year was your big, you had a big year in your senior year, right? Or was it your junior yet? Or did you have two big years? I guess two, but uh, junior year was like 50 points. And then senior year was like a lot of goals, I guess, because nobody else was scoring on that team. Yeah, I didn't even get to go to a real training camp, play with real players. So you were lucky duck, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not always, not always lucky. Sometimes like, I don't know. Do you ever get the opportunity to do a Wingate test? Those are so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did do one. Um, I actually was in shape at the training camp. I really freaked them out. I came in with like abdominal muscles and stuff. And uh, well, I was gonna say rounds of shape. Yeah. <sighs> no, I was skinny, Rob. I lost twenty six pounds that summer. <laughs> you found them though, yeah. What? Did you find them and put them back on? <laughs> um i um got 26 pounds what would you have weighed in at like 175 i think i was 166 man i was getting chucked around after i used to have a big barrel and an ass yeah what camp were you 166 at my first pro one in uh in in columbus yeah i was uh i had abs so would columbus have been syracuse would that have been the affiliate then yeah that's right yeah yeah no it was uh they didn't let me play with the real players. And then they cut me after two days and I went to, then I got sent to the coast and I went straight to Taco Bell and I was depressed and I ate cause I was unhappy and I was unhappy because I ate. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, <sighs> and you know what? You just do your best and forget the rest, right? <laughs> hey, stop caring about what people think of you too. That is a, a life lesson no that's actually what the podcast is all about man is not i realized i'm not a bad guy i actually you know i don't care what people think and we had a lot of fun in our hockey careers and i want to talk about it there you go yeah as soon as you can get to the point where you don't care about what people think of you you they ask you a question you give them the answer if they take it wrong that's on them i didn't mean that so whatever go deal with your shit (laughs) (laughs) i'm good you'll be happier I can't wait to uh, have a uh, dart match someday. Um, I'd love to see you to see par darts. Um, it's a when are you back game. in Elmira? We'll get a round of golf in. Time is so it's a Thursday. We'll play a round of golf, have a nice steak dinner, and then throw some darts at night with the neighbors. Holy moly. You want me to come on garbage day in Elmira? That sounds hectic. Um, yeah. I, uh, you still I, golf? I love golfing. I never get any time to do it. And I work a real job now, so I don't get much time. And when I do the free time, I pretty much pod. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mom and dad are still down the road from the the golf course, correct? Oh, yeah. We better have a round next time I'm in town and uh, play some darts for sure. 
Thursdays are tough, though. You cut out on me. Son <laughs> of a. This has been Son of a. another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales <laughs> with Robbie and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tanaka bands. I'm like Pete Southdown's Van Van. I'm always sticking my mind.